We're good? Good. It is so good to be here. Such an honour. I, uh, I really am grateful for this, this opportunity, this privilege to be here. So I just want to honour. Can we just give a hand to your great senior pastors, Pastor Rob, Pastor Pauline? They truly are great people. It's been great to, to spend some time with them yesterday and this morning. Um, I have been uh, checking out all the, the great places in Port Lincoln. Yesterday, I had the one and only Pastor Rob take me on a tour, um, and Claire as well, and it is such a beautiful place. You guys are blessed to live in Port Lincoln. Do you love living in Port Lincoln? Yeah, it is so nice. I love the, the shark-infested waters and uh, the beautiful beaches. It is a great place and even better people, so it is great to be here. Well, I, you may be wondering who this, this random stranger is speaking to you, and so a bit about me first. Uh, my name is Isabel, as you may have gathered already, and I am 21 years old. I know I look about 16, but I'm 21. I, hopefully that'll help me in the future. We'll see. But I'm 21, uh, and I have the honour of being the youth and creative pastor at my church in Adelaide. Um, I have three older brothers, and so I'm the, the youngest, and I'm the only girl. So it's, it's a crazy, crazy time at home. And I also work for a non-profit organization, um, a ministry called Providence, and we go into schools and, and help young girls. And, and one, oh yeah, I've got a photo of my family, I believe. So this is my family. Um, got my mom, my dad, my three brothers. Uh, it's the only photo we've had. And so at Father's Day last year, you can tell we don't get many photos together. Uh, but they're a great family, love them. And then we've also got a photo, so I'm sure you all care if I have a dog or not. Uh, so I've got a photo of my dog. But as you can see, she's only got one eye. She, that's what she used to look like on the right, but she just had an operation and, and took one eye out. Um, and my friend came over one day and he's like, oh, you can't call her Roxy anymore. And I'm like, what? He's like, no, you have to call her Rock Can't See. It's like, ah, that's good. I thought it was good. So we call her Rock Can't See. Uh, no, too many syllables. We call her Roxy. Uh, she's a pretty cute dog. Uh, she's still going strong at 13. <laughs> well, that is a bit about me. Uh, but I, I truly am excited to get into the Word of God today. Who loves the Word of God? So good. Best book in the world. And I love that we get to get into it, go deeper into it together. And I'm not here just about to share some of my opinions or sh share some of my good ideas because that won't be the greatest. But I want to get into the Word of God. I want to share from the Bible, from what Jesus did and said. And I pray that it encourages you, it stirs you, that God speaks to you, God ministers to you today. So today I'm sharing from Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. Matthew 8, verse 23. And it says this, Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, everyone say suddenly. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Everyone say sleeping. The disciples went in and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. He got up, he rebuked the wind and waves and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. So there was this crazy storm happening. Wind, waves, water going everywhere into the boat. The disciples were panicking, fearful. And they say to Jesus, they're like, Jesus, 
Why aren't you helping us? And Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, our Savior, was there having a nap, sleeping in the boat during this crazy storm. Jesus was sleeping in the storm. The title of my message today is Sleeping in the Storm. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you're here right now. God, I thank you that you can speak to us and that you're alive and you want to work in us and do something in us today. And so God, I pray we come with open hearts, with open mind, open eyes, open ears. And God, we just want to hear from you. We want to be stirred by you. Holy Spirit, we pray that you speak to us and you do something in us today. Bring the word out in a fresh way. Open our eyes to see you. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen, amen. How good is sleep? Who loves sleeping here? Yeah, I love sleeping. It was hard to get out of the bed this morning, got to admit. But I love sleeping. And sleeping in the physical is such an important thing. It can help us rest. It can help us re-energize us for the next day. And I think just like in the natural and in the physical, we need sleep. In the spiritual, God actually wants us to sleep. God wants us to find peace and rest, and joy. And when I say sleep, I'm not meaning we can sit back and do absolutely nothing. I'm not meaning we can pretend the storm isn't there, that we can be lazy, apathetic Christians. No, I'm meaning sleep as in we can find a peace in the hard times. I'm meaning peace where we can have such a strong foundation in God and a faith and a hope and a trust in Him that even when the storm comes, we can stand firm. Even when the circumstance goes crazy, even when we get that bad doctor's report, even when the relationship breaks down, even when our finances don't look great, even in those times, our foundation is strong in God. Our hope is in God. Our trust is in God and we can find peace in the storm. We can sleep in the storm. Jesus wants us to find rest and peace. And then from that, we can find a new strength. We can find a new joy. And we've got a new fight in us because we've got the Holy Spirit in us allowing us to go forth with faith, with hope, with trust. You can sleep in your storm because our God has got us. Our God is in the boat with us. So how can we do that? How can we sleep in the storm? It's probably a bit easier said than done. How can we find peace in the hard times? How can we stay strong in our faith in the hard times? And as I was praying over this message, I felt God drop two things in my heart, two things that can help us sleep in our storm. And these things, they might, they might be quite simple. You may have heard them before. I may have not said the greatest Um, never ever said before points. But I believe sometimes we can overcomplicate things. Sometimes we can get distracted and forget about the simple foundational things. So I want to bring some two foundational points today that can help us sleep in our storm. So in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. So something about wine is in moderation, it can be okay. But when it's, 
when we get drunk, it control us, it takes over and it can it change us, change how we act and speak. And I think there's a lot of things like alcohol that can also do that to us. I'm going to go one step further and say we can be drunk on money. Something that is, you know, we need it to live, something that is, is good. It helps us give food to our families and put a roof over our head. But sometimes it can control us and lead us and, and it will change how we think, how we act, what we spend our time doing, what we dwell on, what we're chasing, what we rely on. Sometimes we can be drunk on money or drunk on people's approval. This is definitely something I struggled with growing up. I, I would change who I was, change how I spoke, how I acted around different people because I just wanted to belong. I wanted to be liked. I wanted people to approve of me. And I was drunk on people's approval, wanting it, chasing it, pursuing it. Something else we can be drunk on is, is success. Wanting a fruitful life, wanting a good life, wanting to prove that person wrong. That dad that always spoke harshly against us. We want to know, I can, I can do better. And we try and chase success, try and prove people wrong, try and get the best job, try and get the best relationship, bank account, all of this. And we can chase these things and they can dictate our life, control our life, control our actions. But I'm here today to say, let's not be drunk with the things of this world. Let's not pursue those, but instead, let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we're going to go back to Sunday school for a second. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, peace, joy, goodness. If we want to sleep in our storm, you might be like, how is this related to sleep in our storm? If we want to sleep in our storm, if we want to find peace, if we want to find joy, even when the storm's happening, even when life is going hard, we need the Holy Spirit. My first point today is be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we want to sleep in our storm, we need the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit. He is the source of joy. He is the giver of peace. Who here got to church today by a car? A few people? That's good. Anybody walk here just out of curiosity? No? No. Oh, you walked here. <laughs> That's good. You must be very fit. A lot of us got here in a car, and there's something that helps a car be a car. Uh, helps it actually be the, you know, fulfill the purpose of a car, and that is something called petrol. Who's heard of petrol? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we all have. It's, it's something that fuels the car. But without petrol, a car can still be a car. A car can still look good. You can still take photos of it, like, look at this, this fresh ride I got. I don't know. I don't like cars, to be honest. We can, a car can still be a car, it can still look like a car, but it's not actually living out its full potential and purpose of a car without its petrol. Because the purpose of a car is to get us to a destination, it's to transport us. But without the petrol, it can't do that. 
Sometimes we can be Christians and we can still come to church, we can still read our Bible, we can still maybe even believe, but without the petrol, without the Holy Spirit, we can't live in the fullness that we're called to live. We can't actually live out our full potential. The Holy Spirit actually helps us do that. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength, the power, the ability to live out and walk in a godly life, to actually love people, to love our God. The Holy Spirit is the one who does that. I love Acts 1 verse 8. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, power comes. Power comes through the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the strength, the freedom, the power, the ability to walk out, walk in our God-given potential and purpose. We need the Holy Spirit. How do we sleep in the storm? How do we have faith? How do we have peace? The Holy Spirit. It's like we go to the petrol station to fill our car up. Sometimes we just need to get in the presence of God to fuel ourselves up again. We put the worship music on, on the way to work instead of just listening to the radio. And we're fueling up. We're fueling up. As I wake up, instead of going straight to my phone, onto social media, I put on some worship music and I say, Holy Spirit, fill me up afresh. I'm fueling up. Instead of watching that TV show before going to bed, I get out my Bible and I read it and I say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And I read the word and as I'm doing it, I'm fueling up. I'm fueling up. We need to keep fueling up. Did you know that for cars, if we wait until it's at the very bottom and then fill up, it's actually damaging our car over time. Sometimes we can wait until the storm comes. Sometimes we wait until the the battle is there, the, the hard times, and then we go to God. But why not? Why don't we live in constant relationship with God when we're spending time with Him? We're fueling up. We're fueling up. We're actually able. We have the power. We have the freedom. We have the peace of the Holy Spirit to walk in our God-given purpose. Let's keep fueling up. Let's keep fueling up. Second point today, how do we sleep in the storm? We fill up, we get filled by the Holy Spirit and we focus on our Father. We focus on the Father. Sometimes we can be like the disciples in this story. They say, they're like, Jesus, save us. We're going to drown. Sometimes we can, we can doubt or question God. Like, don't you see what's happening Don't you see what I'm going through, what I'm struggling with? Where are you? But let's focus on the faithfulness, on the goodness of our Father. Because what we focus on consumes us. What we focus on is powerful and can change our perception, change our vision, change our faith. About a year ago, I got some glasses and it's more for long distance things and I'm pretty, I'm pretty bad. Sometimes I won't wear them. I'll wear them for driving, but other than that, I'm a bit lazy. But with these glasses, when I don't wear them, when I'm trying to look far away and try and focus on something, it can, it can give me a bit of headache because I'm, I'm straining, I'm spending, it's like 
I don't know the science, I'm not an optometrist. Maybe Claire knows, she works at <laughs> an optometrist. Um, but it can actually cause more pain when I'm not wearing the glasses because I'm, I'm straining and it, and it hurts. And sometimes when we don't focus on our father, when we don't have focus in the hard time, it can hurt. It can be painful. But we've got our father, we've got Jesus in the boat with us. We can focus on him. We don't have to lose faith and lose hope. We don't have to be fearful when everyone else is. We don't have to be depressed when everyone else is because we've got Jesus in the boat with us. You've got Jesus with you. You can focus on him. You can be filled by the Holy Spirit. So what are you focusing on? In the middle of your storm, what are you focusing on? Sometimes life can can take over a bit, our plans, what we want to see happen or what we don't want to see happen and our plans can take our focus. Sometimes people can take our focus, what they've said about us or relationships, friendships. Our past can take our focus, what happens, what they did do, what they didn't do, what they said, how they hurt us, how they offended me what I went through, our past can take our focus or our pain, the situation we're going through, what nobody else understands, what nobody else knows can take our focus. These and so many other things can take our focus in life. But I'm here to say that we can focus on our Father. We can focus that on His faithfulness, on His goodness, He will not let you down. He's in the boat with you. He will not let you down. You know, the God we serve, the God we believe in, the God we love, He's such a faithful God. You know, God actually sent His Son to die for you. He sent His Son to be sacrificed as a ransom to pay the price of all your sins, of all your past sins, all the sins you're doing now, all the sins we do in the future, and I include myself in this too. Jesus died for you. Let's focus on that. The God that's in our boat, he also says this in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope, plans to give you a future. That storm you're going in, This is what our God says. (laughs) The plans I have for you are to prosper you, not to harm you, but they're to give you a hope and a future. James 1 verse 2 to 4, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way. What? Troubles. Who knew life had troubles? It doesn't say if troubles come, when troubles come. Because I think we've all lived long enough to realize that there's some troubles in life, there's some storms in life. When troubles of any kind come, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. God can actually use this storm to become a story, to become a testimony. And as I was praying over you guys, I, 
I really felt that there's some people going through some storms, but God's actually going to do something in you greater than the storm that you're facing. The pain, the, the problem, I, I believe and I'm praying that God is going to do something in you, grow you, strengthen you, mold you, shape you into who he wants you to be, into who he, into he plans you to be. And it's going to be greater than the, than the storm. It's going to become your testimony of how, God, of how good your God is, of how faithful he is, of what he did in you, what he taught you, how he stretched you but grew you. My two brothers, I've got three, but two of them went away from God for a few years, stopped coming to church, got into some dodgy, messy stuff, and it took a big toll on our family, and it, you know, it was a pretty rough few years. But through their own journeys, one was a, a quick encounter, completely turned his life around. The other one was a very long journey of coming back to God. But both of them now are loving God, serving God, passionate about Him. And their storm, what we saw is the hardest thing. What we saw is such a difficult time of our lives. Now Nathan, he's my, one of my youth leaders, and he shares his story to our youth kids and they, their jaw is on the floor. They're like, what? That's what you did? That's who you were? But now you're here? A youth leader loving God? You're, the, you're on the stage praising him after what you went through? Wow. Our storms can become our testimony of how good our God is. Could you imagine if someone came up and they're like, oh, I've got a, I've got a really good testimony of how good God is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, share. And they're like, oh. So in my childhood, life was like perfect. And then I grew up, became a teenager, and, and life is still pretty great. And then I grew up, became an adult, and life was good. God is good. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, sure, it's a story, but... Those stories, the testimonies where it's about the struggles they went through, yet they had faith in God. The struggles they went through, yet God came through. The struggles they went through, yet how they grew as a person. The struggles they went through, yet the power of God was there. Yet the faith of God was in them. Yet the power of the Holy Spirit was in them. Your storm can become your story. And I believe God wants to just... Just flip the situation around. It's not about just the pain we're going through. It's about what God can do in you. It's about what God can do in you. And I just want to finish on this story. So if the the music team or the keys player or someone would like to come up, you're welcome to. Around eight years ago, I had uh, really bad scoliosis. So my spine was like, like that. Exactly. Not really. I wish I had an, um, I forgot to include a photo, but my spine was at like a 75 degree angle, very bad curvature, causing me a lot of pain. And we had a guy come to our church and he was known for miracles and healings. And so I remember coming up the front and I, and he prayed for me and I felt like this, this rush of wind, this air just blow over me. And it's like, whoa. And then he, and he prayed for me. And I felt like I was healed. I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, thank you. And I went, I had an appointment a few weeks later, I went, got an x-ray and my spine was the exact same. I still had scoliosis, still had pain. 
And about a week later, I had youth and I was, I was on the band, but finished band practice, went outside and I just started crying and weeping and saying, God, why? God, I don't understand. I saw other people get healed. I know you can heal. I believe that you can. I've got faith that you can. Why didn't I get healed? And I was so upset, so confused, felt betrayed. And then fast track a few months later, we had a youth camp. And I don't remember what the message was, but I felt to come down the front. And I came down the front and these months of just carrying that little, that weight inside of me. I came down and I put my hands out and my youth leader came up to me and she just put her hand so gently on my head and I have never felt the presence of God so powerfully in that moment. The weight of the glory of God just fell on me and I fell to my knees. And it was in that moment, I, I said to God, my God, you never have to heal me. Even if nothing good ever happened to me again, you are all I need. I'm like you're enough for me. I'm like, I believe you can do miracles. I've seen miracles and I've seen miracles since that. But my God, you are enough. And I went through two operations after that and, and my spine in a way did get healed. It got healed through two rods going on either side. Now I can sing, I am titanium, except I'm not a good singer, so I won't deafen you all. But through those, through that time, my faith, it did not go down. It did not get demolished. The enemy had no power because I knew the goodness, the faithfulness of my Father and I had such a faith in Him. And my God, even if nothing happens, I know that You're in the boat with me. I know that I can find a peace in You. I know that You can give me joy. You can give me strength. You can give me all I need. You are all I need. And I believe that there's some people going through some storms, going through some battles, but God wants to do something in you greater than the pain that you're going through, greater than the battle. God is gonna restore, God is gonna heal, God is gonna use you. God is gonna use you to see people in your community saved. God is gonna use you to pray over and you're gonna see healings. God is gonna use this storm as your testimony. I believe it, I see it, I feel it so powerfully right now. God is gonna use this storm. It's gonna become your story of God's goodness. It's gonna bring glory to God. Why don't we all just stand right now? Why don't we lift our hands to heaven right now? God, You are so good. God, we thank You that You are here right now. You're moving, You're healing. You are speaking to people. And Holy Spirit, we cry out for You. We're hungry for You. You are all we need. God, You're greater than the storm. God, You're the one who can stand up and rebuke the wind and waves and it can bring peace. But God, we pray no matter what happens in the greatest storms, in the greatest times of our life, You are greater than it all. You are more powerful and God, we give You glory. We praise You, we want You. Nothing else but You, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we ask You, fill us up afresh. Fill us up afresh and God, we focus on You. We focus on Your faithfulness and Your goodness. 
God, I pray for every hand raised right now. Holy Spirit, fill them up afresh. Holy Spirit, do a work in them, grow them, heal them, free them from the things that the enemy has tried to bring and take them captive. God, we break it off in Jesus' Name and we say, You're greater, You're more powerful. You are in control of us. Jesus, have Your way in us. Jesus, You have Your way over the storm and over us.